Well, this conversation is stimulating. We're actually going to start with uh, the daf. Oh, Sorry. Hey, what's that? Uh, we're learning Maseches Nadarim Daf Nun Vav, starting with the brand new Mishnah, all within the same theme of most of the Masechta, honestly, which is how far does a nether go? Hanoder mean habayis. A person makes a nether about a house. Mutter be'aliyah, Dibirib Meir, the attic, or the second level, which is probably more accurate for, for yesteryear's definitions, the second floor was treated differently as the main part of the house. The Chachamim Omrim Nachu Aliyah Bechlal Habayis. What? Sorry, that was not, the upper store was not considered living space? It was considered living space, just was considered a different living space. Yeah, it was, a, yeah, it was considered a living space. The Chachamim Omrim, you cannot do that. Aliyah Bechlal Habayis. That's how we think of our own homes. Unless you have a rental, okay? If you have a multi-unit in the second floor, that's mamish a different space. We don't look at one building of our, of our own and say, second floor is not, we don't do that. But that's the machlokas tanoim here. However, the reverse is not true. Everyone agrees that if the nether is on the aliyah, is on the second floor, then motor babayis, and you're allowed to have, I'm not from the main, seemingly the main floor of the house. Mantana, who is the author of this following brysa? The Pasuk, as you can see on the side from Parshas Vayikra, from Sefer Vayikra, I should say, So, of course, we know that Saras can be in many places, one of which can be a house. And the Pasuk uses the word Beves. So the, the Gemara has a drasha, and the, the Brysa reads as follows, Beves, the Rabos as Hayetziah, a house is meant to include even the portico, even the porch, different girsos of Hayatziah, or a, maybe something, an area that was painted, a little bit of a different language there, or Beves, also the Rabos as Haliyah. Oh, hold on one second. If you're saying that we need this drasha to include the Aliyah, so then who must this author be? It must be someone who holds that those things are otherwise not the same, right? And that would be the sheets of Rav Meir. Because your mayor made the distinction that if you make a nether on a bias, that the aliyah is still mutter. So says the Gemara, Amar of Chiza, Rab Meirhi. And that's uh, how we'd have to understand this price. So there's only one way to understand it. The Rabbanon, had it been that this was the sheet of the Rabbanon, Ha'amri Rabbanon, aliyah bechlal habayis. We wouldn't need a drasha to explicitly in, add on uh, a case of an aliyah. After all, they already hold that the aliyah is part of the bias. Lama li krabiveis, the ribuya. Why then would the Torah have to add another word to include something that naturally is already included? Elamai, it must be the Shita of Rav Meir only. And the Gemara responds eight lines down, that's not correct. Abaye Omar, that really this b'risa of b'veis, l'rabo afilu Even according to the Rabbonin, we would need the word b'veis. Why? Because the salka da'ita chamin, b'veis eretz achuzaschem ksiv, that it's a house that's connected to the land, the mechaber ba'arash me'bayis, only that which is touching the ground directly is considered to be a bias. Aliyah halomachaber ba'ara. So says the Gemara, this b'risa is not necessarily within the camp of Rav Meir alone. We could even explain this b'risa within the camp of the Rabbanon, tackling and solving for a different concern altogether, which is that we only assume that a bias is the first layer of the house that's attached to the ground and not the second layer of the house. Again, a little hard to comprehend personally. I don't doesn't work for me because we're used to living in multi-floored homes. They were not living in multi-floored homes. They had a ranch. <laughs> they, they, there were no options. That's what you had. You had a very simple house, a bias for aliyah. Like that was not every house. That was seemingly. So Leo, that's why I asked the point. Is it, is it, it's livable. Where Leo, like our attic space is, most people don't use it. 
No, it seems that it's livable, and we'll see in a second why why we know that that's the case. Why does your why does that make a difference? No, in other words, if you're saying your house, you see your house, it means your house is. So let's let's play that card. Yeah, is your attic really separate of your house? It's not. It's the same property. It's part of the house. Yeah, but but it's not but it's, it's not, not part of your living not, space. It's not living space. Nobody don't use it. No, no. It depends. There are some houses that very, you have very attics. They didn't. They didn't yeah. have attics back in the day. They don't. Uh, yeah. When, when somebody said today livable space, mm -hmm. he means his first and second floor. If he has the second floor, correct, right? correct. He's not, and he's for sure not assuming the attics. I'm thinking here. That's so, why it's for sure talking about livable space. And the next Bryce that we're going to read will will be explicit about that for sure. But the, this the hard part for me is separating that second floor from the first. I, oh, it, it, yeah, it's very hard. Yeah, that is their mouth. They have a separate stairway. Same quality. Separate stairway? Now external stairway. Nah. We'll, uh, we'll have to see the next Bryce. I would that's not much. Perhaps maybe rained it a little bit. Your house is protected because you've got the Leon. Right. I'm having the difficulty that I'm having, like I, I'm watching a house being built on my corner right now. So like they built the first floor and they built the second floor and it's all and one house. It's, and there is one house, but it's not the living arrangement. I'm, I'm looking at it from a skeleton front. Like this is one house. It's just, but the Gemara does. I mean, that's Rav Meir. Rav Meir says the Abayas and the Ali are not the same thing. All right, let's let's look, go on to the next Brisa. It's actually not a Brisa. It's actually an, an, Amora, an Amoraic statement. We're a third of the way down. Keman Like which of the Tanayim that we learned in our Mishnah is the following statement like, uh, a person says, I'm selling you a house within my house. Then then he can show him the second floor. Taima, the reason why he's able to show him the second floor was because the Omar lay, the language he used was, Aval, had he only said, So here too, we see a distinction between a bias and an aliyah, is that if you only use the language of bias stam, Bias without specifying bias shibabesi, which implies a house within a house. It is what it means. You just say bias tam. The Gemara seems to say lema reb meir. That sounds to be classical reb meir, where the first floor and second floor are not the same thing. Says the Gemara, not a raya. No, the word aliyah in this brisa, and this is a, you're just retranslating the word. We know that aliyah means something elevated up, up on the platform. Here he says it's from the language of meula, of excellent. No, this is, you got the language all wrong. You can make no diukim about Rameir one way or the other. The brisa is speaking about something differently. I Because aliyah throughout shas always means the second floor. No, we've seen this a hundred times, probably 50 times. Yeah, so many contexts, and and Rabin Yaman's going through all of them right now, and that's hard. It's hard to swallow, but that's what the Gemara says is as a palatable answer. Doesn't say it in the name of anybody. This is also like a little historical piece. Who wrote this line? Is the language of Afilu Tema Rabbanon? Is that a language of the Savoraim, which is really post postscript of the times of the Amoraim, and they're projecting their own answer? We don't have a Tanya Nabi Hachi. Yeah. But that, that doesn't change what the word Meula means. That changes changes what we're talking about. It's twice as odd. Yeah. It's it, the whole thing is odd because we 
it, it, this is not like a regular ukimta where we're trying to change something to make it fit. I mean, it is, I guess, in a way, but we're like literally redefining a word used in a way that it's never used. <laughs> it just doesn't doesn't pass the smell test. But that's what the Gemara says. And the Gemara concludes that uh, this Bryce is not necessarily like the Shita of Rav Meir. This is the Machlokas, Rav Meir and the Rabbanon. Do we view bias as the same as Aliyah or no, are they separate? Next Mishnah. Something that none of us should ever do. Person makes a nether about sleeping in a bed or about a bed. We're going to spend a lot of time discussing today what a dargash is. As you can see, that's the opening question of the Gemara. A dar- the mazel bed. I didn't know what a mazel bed was until this morning. What? Oh, really? We learned it already. Look at that. Okay. That must be that table. Must be that table. Those tables. <laughs> so motor bed dargash. So if you make a nether about a mita, a dargash is a different type of bed. It's not exactly. We'll get into to extreme nuanced detail about what this bed looks like on the top of of the Amid base. But a dargash is different. Says Reb Meir. Tiber Reb Meir. dargash mita. And by the way, the parallels between the structure of this machlokas and the previous one. It's almost identical, which is that Reb Meir is parsing and he's splitting hairs, and the chachamim are not. And as well, uh, same structure as the previous Mishnah, dargash. now we're talking about the subsect, right? we're talking about the, the smallest one. If a person makes a net about a dargash, then even the Chachamim would agree, a bed is not quite the same as a, as a dargash, so let's just structure them. There's a category of things called beds, one sample of which is a dargash that there's a machlokas about. Everyone agrees that a dargash is a sample of a bed at most, and therefore a mita is definitely not the same. So for the scope of the nether, yeah. Or you can sleep on a couch, just can't sleep on a bed. Yeah. My dargash, what is this dargash that the Mishnah is referring to? Amar Ula, he wants to say, Arsa he wants to say that it's a bed of good luck. Take a look at the Ron, three lines from the bottom. Arsa de Gada, Noagin Hayu Lehatsia Mita Lemazal Habais. Some of the Rishonim ask why this isn't considered Nichush. What is this? A good luck charm? Remember when we, when we were little kids, they used to have these keychains that had a, a fake rabbit foot on it. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. all of these things, uh, the things that you hang from your mirrors, like there's uh, some of them are really on the fence. Some of them are really us. You just got to be careful, you know, like the good luck charms. And uh, okay. So the Gemara says over here that that was considered to be this Dargash was an Arsa de Gada. Was it for, like, for an angel or something? What? The Dargish armor and the angel. Okay. So that's what, that's what Arsa was. Yeah, even worse, no? Maybe, I don't the Rishonim here don't say that. The Ron doesn't say that and the Mepharish doesn't say that. The what does the art scroll call it? I have no idea. Anybody? The cult's practice was to honor the angel. It did not constitute a form of Nihush augury, which is forbidden by the Torah. Sheikh Mephibetza states that the honor is honoring the angel and emissary of God is not augury. Rather, the practice can be compared to our setting up the chair of Elijah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Got to know where to stop asking questions. You know, but... I don't think the principle of Shabbat is not. It's better than not used. Well, we'll see in a moment that it was under rare circumstances. Under but rare, correct, it was just a token bed. Right. But but let's say I kept a special statue on my mantelpiece. You'd salmon over to Bozar. So like it's the same thing. We're just we're using it's an icon for Muslims. Explain. 
No, but it's not. It's not. It's not. I mean, you you can compare it to Kisesh Elio all you want, but if if I'm not, I'm just I'm I'm pushing back because I don't understand. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying this bet is for luck. Is for good luck. Just like the Kisei Shelly, the Kisei Shelly is this. Oh, it says also true. When a person says, I'm not going to see, I'm not going to go and find Dargash, he's not, Dargash is so different from a bed, and saying it's Dargash is never used for sleeping. There's not this distinction between what a Dargash and a bed is. In its usage. In its usage. Right. It's it's just not it we'll see. It's just not that's just not totally true because it is a functional bed and it was in the next case we're gonna learn right now it was used as a bed. So let's let's dig in let's dig in a little bit more because it's not just a question of intent, it's actually a question of structure. The regular bed and a dargash were built differently. Their mom is built differently, but they were both beds. What? No, it's a bit not because what you said putting up a, an icon or a statue or whatever is different than just leaving something to say, like you know, it's covered for LEO, covered for this mouth. It's not necessarily the same thing i know but that's not what the rishonim here say and i, I don't see the malach thing in the base in the, well, i don't i don't see that here i mean i'm sure that i know it's there i know i'm just saying when you look at when you look at the ron in a vacuum and you look at the mafarish look at the ron again okay so the gemara has uh three different three iterations of a question on the sheet of ula that Ula says that a dargash is Arsa the Gada, that's this type of mazel bed. Wait one second. We have a Mishnah. This is when a Melech dies, when a Melech is in Avelus, excuse me, when they were giving him the Sudha Savra, they would feed him that first meal. He's not allowed to make it himself. They would hand him the food. The Gemara says that when a Melech was having his Sudha Savra, so he would sit in the bed of a dargash. So it asks the Gemara a little like cheeky. The Gemara says, wait one second. Kula shata lo yasivala. The whole year he doesn't sit on a dargash one single time. And all of a sudden he's in Avelus. So what do we see from here? We see that this bed can't be for mazel. Because the only time you're sitting on it is under an awful circumstance. That's not a mazel bed. A mazel bed isn't used in crisis mode. <laughs> something doesn't sound right. Says the Gemara, ridiculous question. It's seven lines from the bottom. Maskiflo Ravina, not really sure. Uh, there are some added words here on the side. Umay Kusha, says the Gemara. Maybe Dilma, perhaps. Maybe it's no different than the way that a Melech interacts with Basar V'yayin throughout the year. To Kulashata, throughout the year, Iboy Achil, Iboy Lo Achil. He can always, he's the Melech, he can choose to eat whatever he wants. But not for the Suda Savara. There, Hahu Yom, on that day when they're feeding him, Anon Yahavina, he has to eat what we give him. So says the Gemara, just like that one day is a unique day. So this one day is a unique day also by the Dargash, not a Raya that it's not a mazel bed. One that has nothing to do with the other. So the Gemara says, you're right. Elohakasha, the question is really a little bit different. We know that there was, a, we learned in Maseches Moed Katan, that there was a minhag back in the day called Kfiya Samita, that in the times of uh, Avelis, back in the day, they would flip, flip beds over. So says the Gemara, the Brisa writes four lines from the bottom. Detanya, dargash lohaya kofehu elazokfo. They wouldn't actually, um, they wouldn't actually turn the bed all the way over. They would just stand it up straight because it had poles. The dargash seemingly had poles, kind of like a canopy bed has poles that go to the height. Far, let's say the bed's only eighteen inches off them, but they had poles going high to flip the bed over. It's a that's a tall order. So the Gemara says that by the you could just literally just just stand it up the long way. So it looks like the bed is is just vertical, right? So then the Gemara says, 
How can you say that? Says the Gemara that he should have had to flip over all of the beds, and this one is not actually getting flipped over. It was only being zokfo. Says the Gemara, hello, Kasha. That's not a good question. Turning to the top of Nunvavamud Beis. This bed that isn't being fully flipped over is midi dehavi amita miyuchedes lekelim. Some beds are not used as regular beds; they're only used to store things. You know, you know that bed. Everybody has one place in their house where they dump all their garbage. Like, yeah, I'll clean it up tomorrow. Meanwhile, it becomes the cobwebs of your entire family because if you were to ever go through there, you'll find all of your history there. So the Gemara here is saying this bed is a unique bed. If you have a bed that's specifically used for for kalim, it's not used for sleep. So you don't have to turn it over. Rabbi Rezna gave the perfect mushal. It's like a treadmill. He said, he said it, nobody uses it, and it's covered in clothes. So there, even if you're in Avelis, and even if there was an application of the minig of Kviya Samita, we wouldn't have applied it to that kind of a bed. You repurposed the bed. It's a bed, but nobody... You don't have to kviyas amita. There's no one sleeping on that bed. Therefore, the Gemara tried twice. Let's try a third time. Nun vav base three lines down. Eli ikasha hakasha. Really, if there's a question against ula shita that a dargash is arsa de gada, this is really the question. Titania, Rashbag Omer dargash. This bed of a dargash matir karbitav who no elav. A bed that's a dargash. What you do is you untie the ropes, and then the ropes will all fall on their own. In other words, the beds were made by some type of rectangular frame on pegs. And in order to hold up the mattress, they would take a rope and they'd wrap it over uh, the, the narrower part of the rectangle, the width of the bed, round and round and round, like a coil. And then they could then someone could lie on top of it. It was a little bit enough of, of enough tension to hold up a, a person's weight. The Dargash Arsa de Godahu Karbitin Mi Ula, you have to be wrong. You can't say that it's that this is the right kind of bed because a dargash doesn't have ropes. A dargash is not made that way. And the Gemara actually uh, accepts this and embraces this rejection of Ula. Kiyasa Ravan, and in fact, the, the story is told about Ravan when he came to, uh, to, uh, from, uh, to Eretz Yisrael, says the Gemara, Amari said the following, that he had said that he had asked this question to someone, Varav Tachlifa, the person he had asked his name was Rav Tachlifa. And why did he ask Rav Tachlifa to have a shchiach b'shuka d'tzali? The reason he asked Rav Tachlifa the following question was because he worked in a leather market. He worked in a place where leather was sold. He says, no, it's not arsha de gada. It's an arsa d'tzala. It's a, a bed that has a leather, a piece of fabric that's leather, that kind of like so I don't know. We don't. Uh, yeah, but it's like leather stretched over the bed frame, right? The leather is kind of pulled on all four sides in order for a person to lie across it. And that's all. In, uh, and here's another story from the Amoraim, quarter of the way down. Itmar, Ezu Mitav, Ezu Dargash. How do we distinguish between a regular bed and a Dargash? That was like I initially described the ropes go over the outer frame, no problem. But Dargash, Misarginoso Migufo. But a dargash, there are holes in the frame, and the rope is woven through the wood frame. They're just built a little bit differently. Mesve, the Gemara says, hang on one second. We know that cleates may masai makablin tuma. From when is wood going to be makabal tuma? Hamita veha arisa, these kinds of beds, when do they get the status of a kli? Mishaya shufam veor hadag. When they have been sanded down with the skin of a fish. I guess that was the sandpaper of old. Can't imagine that being very effective. The scales of a fish are going to be enough to sand down wood. 
Dog is a dog. I don't know if I'm right. I'm just reacting to the words. We have a word for that. We have a word for uh, for for larger animals. Yeah, I mean, in, in modern Hebrew, it's uh, someone used to someone actually nicknamed me Karish. Karish in Hebrew is a shark. <laughs> um, but I, that's not this. I don't know. That's what they used. That was their sandpaper. Yeah, it's a, I know. It's just a, it's, I, it's just hard to imagine. Like I've gone fishing before, and I've held fish. I just can't imagine the scales are going to actually sand anything down in the wood. I wonder if you try out. Maybe I don't know. If they they more brittle. Yeah, they fall off. You 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 take off scales by taking a knife and going against the grain of right. the scales. They just pop off. If you let the fish right dry out, so to speak, and the scales. Yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> it certainly yeah. wasn't while they were alive. That would not oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely did. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, says the Gemara, that's the parameter of a mitzvah aris in regards to makabel tumah. That once we finish the sanding, now it's a kli and now it's makabel So it says the Gemara, al If in fact the bed has the ropes woven on the outside, lamali shifas or hadag. I don't need this to be sanded. I'm going to wrap ropes around the entire wood frame. There's no need to sand anything down. Ella, it must be Really, it must be that the threading of the rope, both for a regular bed and a dargash, was internal. There were holes in the frame, and it was woven into the frame. And mita aule ve'afuke bibzini, and dargash ule ve'afuke be'avkasa. That really, the bed itself was woven through holes, and the dargash had hooks on the inner side of the frame, and they would run the run the wire from one hook to the other, like eyelets, and they would just build the bed that way. So built a little bit differently. Says the Gemara Amar of Yaakov Bar Acha Amar Rebbe Mita Shenaklite Yotzin Zokfa Vidayo. A bed that has very tall posts and it can't be totally flipped over. It can be zokfa just stood up, like the dim we spoke about earlier, and that's considered sufficient. And how do we paskin in regards to a dargash? Amar of Yaakov Bar Idi Amar of Yeshua Ben Levi Alocha Kirib Shimon Ben Gamliel. That a dargash. Um, a dargash is actually closer to a regular bed physically than we thought, and it is not the uh, arsa, the gada. We do not assume that that's the case. We reject the shita of Ula, and we fall back on the shita of Rib Shimon ben Gamliel. Historically speaking, this gemara is a little bit unique, because Abaye, seemingly, from the presentation of the gemara, was one of the only people to deal with this question. And he wasn't countered by Rava. He wasn't countered by any of the classics. He's countered by nameless arguments of the Gemara that his understanding of, uh, of of Dargash has to be wrong. Just um, just highlighting. It's not like a normal presentation. We know Nadarim is a little odd sometimes, and this is odd within odd, because usually when there's a machlokas between Abaye and somebody else, they'll say, Omar Abaye, and then Rava Omar, I disagree with you, but we're not seeing that. We're not seeing that. Maybe it was after Rava died. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm postulating, but it's just a little bit of a strange Gemara. Okay. Ha, ha, what? What does Abaye say? Abaye was the one who answered the question at the open of the Gemara. Uh, the Gemara had said, oh, Ula, excuse me, Amar Ula, Ar God, I said Abaye. So Ula, same question. And the Rabbana do say, but there's no names here. Okay, it doesn't matter. Let's continue. Halfway down, Nunvav and Midbeis, heading to the end of the page. Anodar min ha'ir, if a person makes an edder to not go into a particular city, mutrali kanis tchuma, you can go into the 2,000 Amma range that surrounds the city, Shalir, uh, however, you're not allowed to enter into the Ibor space. Now, for those of us who remember Erevin, which is not me, which I was so glad for the refresher, we have a din of Tchum Shabbos. And normally the Tchum Shabbos starts from the city limits itself. 
However, sometimes if this is the city limits, we may, we may have a house that's within 70 and two thirds of an amma. And if there is a house there, then that's where we start the 2000 amos from. So let's say, the city limits is my Gemara. And this uh, outer uh, edge of the stender is 65 amos. And there's a house right here. So when a person makes a neder from a city, you cannot come into the city. You can you can go into the tchum. That's not a problem. But the aser likanes ibura, you cannot go into the space, the 70, 70 and two thirds amma space that's between the classical city limits and the beginning of that two thousand amma space outside of that city limit. That's what the Mishnah writes. Aval says the Gemara hanoder min habayis. Skip, no. However, in contrast, when a person makes a neder on a house, they're not allowed to be within the doorway and inwards. So the Gemara is comparing the Ibura, this kind of twilight between the city itself and the Tchum Shabbos, to standing under the doorway of a home, like in the threshold, right? Just we have that in our homes. When you walk into your home, there's like eight inches of space within the doorframe. So that is still, is that in your house or not? So here the Gemara says that if a noder mina bais, aser mina aga, the inner side of that doorway is not allowed. Says the Gemara, minolan di ibura demata kemata dami. How do we know to aser if a person makes a nether on a city? How do we know to aser for that person to stand in the space of ibura between the city limits and the 70 and two thirds space? How do we know that? Amar of Yochanan de Amar Kratz, based on Psukim. The Pasuk says, It says that Yehoshua was in Yericho. But that's not true. Because, If you want to say that he was really standing inside of Yericho, that's not true. He certainly wasn't within the city limits. What's the next option? The next closest reasonable option is the, the 70 and two-thirds space outside of the city limits before the 2,000 Amos begin. Says the Gemara, a crazy habamina, by the way, that the Tchum is considered part of the city. <laughs> but the Gemara asks the question anyways. Maybe we should say that that maybe what it meant is that Yeshua was within 2,000 Amos of the city in the Tchum Shabbos, but not in the Ibura. Says the Gemara, no. In regards to a Tchum, what does it say? What does it say? By definition, a Tchum is outside of a city based on the linguistics of the Psukim. Elamai, there's only one space left. And that's how the Mishnah concluded that the space that a city is most like and still usher is going to be Ibura Shalir. Last sugya for the night. Our Mishnah had, had postulated that a person is, if they make another from a house, you're not allowed to be in the inner portion of the doorway. Aval implies the Gemara, Minha Agaf Vilachut, lo. It seems, says the Gemara, that there's no Isser of standing on the outer part of the frame of a doorway. So let's just imagine that, you know, I'm standing and I'm standing, you'd say the, the Gemara, right? So I'm on the outside of the house and now I'm like, I'm, I'm like under the Gemara a little bit. So like I'm allowed to be on the outside, but I'm not allowed to be all the way on the inside up against the door. That's what the Gemara seems to, that's the duke that the Gemara makes. And now the Gemara is going to question that. You stand outside the church and get the shade from the building, the church building itself, or is it considered like you're inside the building, not the, the Just from the shade? Mm -hmm. Is that in the Gemara? That's in postgame. That's, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I remember it's a discussion, I don't know if it's in the Gemara or not, but mm. it's, it's uh, probably 
my wife had a training program that was in a church and she, we, she, we called her by first about it. And he said, you're allowed to go into the classrooms on the side. You just can't go in the sanctuary. This is, this is specifically outside. Wow. Well, okay, but if it, it can't be the my side. It could be a Dion, but it can't be the my side. What's that? It's also by isn't it? Right. I assume that 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 yes, you have. If it's shading you, first of all, that church may not have had side rooms. Now you're benefiting directly from the sanctuary. Could be. But Rabbi first said you're allowed to go in the side rooms. You just can't go in the church itself. That was this building. I was saying they had to de-churchify. That was the word that we made up on the board back in the day. They'd take all the yashkas off of the. Because on the vaulted ceilings, they had like two or three on every fixture. Do you remember this? Yeah, sure. Oh, those were a lot of fun. Every light fixture had multiple had multiple mini yashkas. Yeah, hanging from the rafters, very subtle. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, five minutes later. Well, when we got here, there was a big statue of Mary outside. Yeah. Well, I missed the whole time. Yeah, he did. Okay, let's uh, let's keep going. The Gemara asks Akasha against this. How can you say that it's mutter to stand in that space? After all, when it comes to a, a bias menuga, we see that when a Kohen is soger, when he closes off a house, once we know that it's tame, he has to be even outside of that. Let's see. Must see Rav Mori. Let me just get the pasuk right. Oh, not that one. The pasuk says viyata. Viyata ha kohen min abayis says the gemara yochel yelech lebeis over yaskir tamalomar el pesach abayis. He has to close off the house at the opening of the door. El pesach abayis yochel lamod yochel yamod tachas hamashko for yaskir. Maybe he can stand under the threshold of the door and the kohen can close off the house there. Tamalomar no min abayis ad she yetsay min abayis kulom against the diuk of our mishnah. We're gonna finish the rest of this brisa. But our question is already clear. The diuk that we had made in our Mishnah that you're allowed to stand in the outer portion of the doorway when you make a neder about a house. Yet when it comes to a bias menuga, the Kohen cannot stand under the threshold. And says the Gemara, HaKetzad, how is this done? Omei b'tzad amashko, fiyaskir, he should stand outside of the threshold and then he should close the door. Uminayin shim halach lebeso, if he went to his house, fiyaskir, osha amatachas hashaku, fiyaskir, sheyaskir, muskar. We're not going to go into all the details here. But basically the point is, Talmudomar, fiyaskir, is beso, mikol makom, as long as he closes off the house. We're not going to get into this again. But the Gemara here is, is trouble. We have a stira. The diuk of our Mishnah, our Mishnah seems to imply that a person is allowed to stand under the outer part of the mashkov even though they made a nether from a house. And the case of Bais Manuka, the Bryce says black on white, that that's not true. The Gemara says, good, good lambdos, but you, you you can't compare the nether. Remember, the language is right? what we learned last night. What's going on in this person's head? So the Gemara says, shiny Gabe Gabe Bais. Right, right. There's a hundred reasons to distinguish. And the Gemara here basically says it's a Pasuk and Chomesh, and then you're, you're comparing. It's not apples and oranges. It is a very good comparison. I mean, like when you think about inside and outside, that's what we look at. Because of the Pesukim, we're a little bit more strict when it comes to the world of Baisa Manuka. When it comes to uh, when it comes to our definitions of Hanoder Min Habayis, he is allowed to stand on the outer part of the Mashkal. We'll stop right here. We'll pick up tomorrow night in Yerts Hashem with Daphne and Zion. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Okay.